The art of practicing self-care is perhaps the most important and life-balancing thing a family caregiver can learn to do. Hi, I'm Liz Craven, and this is the Sage Aging Podcast. Welcome back if you've been with us before, and if you're new to Sage Aging, welcome. Whether you're listening to us via your favorite podcast app, maybe our website, or you're with us on YouTube, we're glad you're here. The first thing I'd like to ask you to do is to click that subscribe button to make sure that you're not missing any of the goods that we're delivering. We've got a very information-packed season for you, lots of great episodes ahead, and if you hit that subscribe button, then you'll never miss a thing. So welcome. So self-care. We're going to turn our attention to the caregiver today because you know what? You deserve that. We do pay a lot of attention to the things that you have to know. We pay a lot of attention to the all of the things that, that a caregiver deals with on a daily basis to care for somebody else. Well, guess what? Today it's your turn and we're going to focus on care for you. And we are in for a treat today because today I have with me Suzanne White. You might also know her as the Caregiver Warrior. Now, she was here with me before, back in episode 15, and we had such a great conversation and so much fun, and it was time to have her back. She's got some great things happening and coming up, so we're going to talk to her a little bit about that, but I am so excited to welcome Suzanne to the podcast. Welcome back, Suzanne. Thank you so much. I love being with you. It's so exciting. Well, we're going to have some fun today. So those of you who are listening, go ahead and grab your cup of coffee, maybe a cup of tea, maybe a glass of wine, and let's talk self-care. <laughs> so Suzanne, before we get started, for those who didn't have the benefit of listening to the other episode yet, and I'll encourage you to go back and listen to that. It's episode 15. I'm going to link it in the notes for you below. But tell us a little bit about yourself and how did you find your way into the elder care realm? Well, that's a great question and a great place to start. You know, I've been thinking so much about it lately because um, I have a book coming out and it was dedicated to my mom and my dad. And it basically said that without them, there would be no caregiver warrior, you know, and I, and I really mean that because caring for my parents, well, it was not something I had planned or thought I was going to do. Cause I, I think that, I think that's, you know, we travel, not thinking a lot of us mm -hmm. do anyway, travel, not thinking that we're going to be taking care of our parents. Um, you know, having that, come to me in my life was probably one of the biggest changes and the biggest challenges and the greatest gifts I've ever had. So, you know, my parents um, were very, very close and they kind of hid for quite some time that my mom was in early stages of dementia and that my dad, you know, had some issues. So um, the caregiving was sort of a surprise. My dad had to be taken off a plane for the second time in his life. The first time was when he was shot down and he landed the plane. They took him off um, as a war hero. The second time was he was so exhausted from caring for my mom that they had to take him off in a wheelchair. So, you know, there it was, there was the opportunity. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, I said to my dad, daddy, do you need help with this? You know, are you guys, do you guys need help? And, you know, when the story goes, he said, yes, so fast. Um, <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, you know, so that was it. And, I, you know, I jumped in. Um, that's you know. amazing that he said yes. And I've, that's something to note. 
Because most of the time, your loved ones are going to say, no, I'm fine. I'm good. I don't need anything because they're afraid. They're afraid to let you in to see what's really happening. And especially when someone is dealing with any kind of cognitive impairment, um, there is a lot of protectionism going on. The other, the other spouse is going to do everything they can to conceal to protect their loved one because they're afraid of separation and afraid of all kinds of things. So that's really important to note. Yes. And I, my parents were at complete opposite ends of the pole on this. My dad, my dad was, you know, yes, give me help. I'll tell you how I feel. You know, if I would ask him if I'd prod him a little bit, it's so appreciative. <laughs> and then my mom was like, no, don't help me. I don't need your help. Go away. <laughs> yes. <laughs> One end so- or the other. That's usually where they are. <laughs> well, I could talk to any type of caregiver on either one, on either one of those uh, ends, you know? <sighs> And what I was going to say before was I I really appreciate uh, that you mentioned the gift part of caregiving. And I think, of course, everybody's situation is different. And maybe there are some that don't find the silver linings and the gifts. But what were those for you? So many. And and yes, I I know there are absolutely there are caregivers out there that you know, of, to care, caring for family members, perhaps that traumatized them or, you right. know, my, my relationship with my mom wasn't great. Um, we did not get along. Um, but that was one of the actual gifts for me, which is why I want to encourage, encourage caregivers who are a little hesitant or, you know, carry a lot of baggage with them. You know, we all sort of have history and baggage, especially for caring for family members or even caring for someone who reminds us of our, of our family members, you know, that can happen too. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So the gift for me was, was absolutely positively healing my relationship with my mom. I mean, we, I did, we did a complete about face and it wasn't anything she did. Um, it was what I did and how I had to change my life and my behavior, you know, to make myself less miserable you know, mm-hmm. and, and make the entire situation, you know, effective and loving and kind. So I went through a lot of change uh, in caring for my mom. And in doing so, I changed our relationship. That was that was the biggest gift of all. That's amazing. So how did you come by the thought that, whoa, it needs to be me to change? Did you talk to somebody about that? Or was that something that you came by? I'm, I'm laughing because um, I came by it very slowly <laughs> and it wasn't really pretty all the time. Well, isn't um, that the nature of it? <laughs> but, you know, it was, a, it was sort of a slow process. Look, you know, I, I, you know, I think when we get in a caregiving journey with, with people that we don't get along with or that we have a history with, um, we just don't have time for the drama. Mm-hmm. I think that helped me. That kind of pushed me and nudged me in the right direction. Um, you know, I, I kind of lost my, I, I knew I was losing my mom. I saw her, you know, um, slipping away from me. That kind of pushed me in that direction. And it just got to the point where I just had to do something better. I had to do it differently. I mean, right. she was just so uncomfortable all the time and so angry about it. And then that would trigger me. And my, you know, so anyway, I, I knew she wasn't going to change. I had to. Right. So, you know, dig around on some self-awareness. And I said, okay, you have to try to see what you're doing. Mm-hmm. But wow. you can do better. Self-awareness. Whew, sometimes that's a touchy thing, isn't it? Yeah. 
Yeah, it is. But it's a good thing. It is a good thing. And it's not easy and it's painful. Mm -hmm. But I mean, you know, this is a serious thing. I mean, caring for people that you love and having them and losing them and watching them slip away from you. It's serious, you know, so yes, I mean, you know, don't miss the opportunity. You know, I, I got it. I got it that I, I, you know, this was, I didn't, they weren't going to be around that much longer. Right. And boy, isn't that a great segue into talking about self-care? I mean, self-care, self-care is at the center of it all. If you learn how to care for yourself and love yourself and, and love everything about your life, even the hard things, it's amazing how things can turn around. So let's talk about that. You have a book coming out. I'm so I excited. Do. I can't I'm wait. so excited too. I will purchase and one of the I first copies. Got a copy. <laughs> but I got a copy in your of it. Oh, great. Oh, look at down. that. Yeah. <laughs> That's beautiful. Congratulations. That's really Thank amazing. You. And Thank I'm you. so excited to talk about that. But in that book, you have broken down for us the four key areas of caregiver wellness. Can we talk about those? Absolutely. I figured that I would take all the things I learned, you know, all the mistakes I made, because, you know, it's, it's, it's actually more about the mistakes I made <laughs> and, how, <laughs> and how not to make them or, or how to, you know, work around them or maybe things to do so you don't make them. You know, in the four areas of emotion, um, physical, Mm-hmm. spiritual, and then the practical side. So I wanted to really concentrate on those four areas. So there's about 140 tips and suggestions um, in those four areas so that caregivers can really sort of change their mindset about how they can care for themselves. You know, right. um, we have the caring for everybody else down beautifully. And yes, if you ask us, right, you yeah. if you ask us like, you know, I know what, what, what's my parent feeling or what's my loved one feeling or what's the physical state of my parent or loved one, you know, is, is my, is my loved one losing hope or faith, you know, and then, you know, like what are they doing for themselves or, or how do we need to help them? So we're, we have them covered. So now it's time to look at us (laughs) and say, how can we cover ourselves in those areas? That makes total sense. Well, let's jump in. Let's talk to go. talk about emotional. Okay, emotional. So first of all, the one the one thing that I always say to everyone is take your emotional temperature every day, multiple mm-hmm. times a day. Take your emotional temperature. You would take your parents' temperature. You're checking in with them. Take your own. You know, this is where the self awareness comes in. It's really really important. You know, get get stop stop and say you know. What am I feeling right now? And, you know, we, we, we plow through our days because there's so much stuff we have to do. We right. don't pay attention to the fact that, you know, our stomach's in a knot, maybe our stomach's in our throat, our shoulder, you know, it's, how are we feeling? Are we upset? Are we angry? Are we guilty? Right. You know, there's all these emotions and they're there. Now, I know that there's a river of concern and worry that's always, I think, always running under a caregiver's life. And you need to be aware of that too. You know, you need to be aware of it. So take your emotional temperature. And and as you take your temperature, say, you know, let me breathe. You know, here's four things I can do for myself. Right. That's a great opportunity to practice even just moments of self-care. So did you find in taking your emotional temperature that you remembered to do that? Or did you set reminders for yourself? How did that work for you? You know, I did a little bit of everything and I want everybody to try everything because everyone's different. We're all the same, but we're so different, you know? So 
I did everything. I would set timers, like, mm -hmm. you know, during the day to, you know, for little mini breaks. And believe me, the timer would go off like way before I thought it would. Um, I would actually stop. And every time I ate, was eating something, oh, you know, how am I, time. you know, how, how am I, am I, do I have five minutes to actually savor this meal? <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like <laughs> yes. what, you know, is my stomach like up here? So I don't want to eat anything. You know, you know, that was my thing. My thing is when I get really nervous and upset, I can't sleep and I can't eat. Mm -hmm. So, um, and by the way, scrambled eggs and mashed potatoes is like my go-to when I can't eat. I learned that on the road when I was in the music business. <laughs> so scrambled eggs and mashed potatoes, you can get that down almost any time. Good to so, know. You know whenever, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's great. So, you know, anytime I would have a, an occasion or that, like that, you know, like my meals or perhaps, uh, you know, when they would take their afternoon nap, like that was my time to sort of say, oh gosh, okay, what am I feeling? So, right. you know, whatever, whatever works for you, but find something mm -hmm. so that it becomes, do it at least once a day. Good advice. All right. Moving on to number two, this one probably in my opinion is the most important one, your spiritual self-care. And that means so many different things to so many different people. Absolutely. Um, you know, and, and whatever you believe in, you know, I personally believe in a higher greater than myself. I mean, I saw so many miracles, especially in my life, just in general, but especially when I was caring for my parents. I mean, you know, any caregiver knows that there's that moment when you just feel like the, the, you just cannot go on. You just, right. you just can't go on. And all of a sudden something will happen or a little miracle will happen, or a, a little, you know, mm -hmm. life-size angel will appear. In other words, like a real human being angel will appear. Right. You know, there's too many of those moments not not to believe in something that's mm -hmm. going on out there, you know. So for the spiritual side, however that looks to you, for me, you know, I'm, I, I try to meditate. Um, I'm not great at it, um, but I, I do know that I like to sit in the quiet or try to find the quiet, that really helped me. Um, and just maybe finding five minutes to do something I really loved. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I rode horses when I took care of my parents. And, you know, when you're riding a horse, you, you know, if you don't, if you can't, if you're not present right there, right now, it's dangerous, you know, because right. the horse needs you to be present. So anything that kind of gives you or opens up a door to something that gives you some faith, Yes. I like I that description because I, I don't, to me, it doesn't necessarily mean um, a religion, a religious spirituality. Certainly that's a part of it, but I do want everyone who's listening to know that what it really means is tapping into that inner you and tapping into wherever you draw that strength from. And mm -hmm. it might be your religion. It might mm -hmm. just be sitting and meditating, which by the way, I'm not great at either. <laughs> I'm too easily distracted. You know, that movie up and the little, the little dog gets so distracted by the squirrel every time. Yeah, that's me. I, I don't do well at meditating as much as I would love to, but you know, for me, it's, it's sitting and watching the world go by out on the front porch. Those were some of my most favorite self-care moments during my caregiving days. And that was because I could just watch people's normal lives walking yes. by and seeing the children play outside after school and watching mm -hmm. everybody get up in the morning and go to work and, you know, mm -hmm. watching a neighborhood go from 
super quiet to bustling and all kinds of activity and people walking their dogs. And, you know, that can be a spiritual experience too. And so absolutely. Yeah. Just about finding that. Finding that. And I love you. Mm. You said, you know, the divine part of you. And, you know, I, I do really believe in the divine part of us. I think we have a divine self. And I think, you know, that's that small, quiet little voice, you know, that's not insistent in any way, shape or form. You know, whether you're like, you you, you know, red flags are going off about a doctor you're seeing, or, um, you know, a medication, or I just, you know, a friend of mine, um, Jim Jim Lanahan, who's on an Instagram, he's anyway, he's an amazing caregiver for his mom. And, you know, you know, he, he was just talking about the intuition about, you know, a medication protocol he didn't feel right about, right. you know, and, and, uh, you know, and, and it's that sort of his divine self. And I think there's a part of that within us and it's our heart, you know, listen to your heart. Yes. I think that, um, you know, I, I, I was raised Catholic and, and I, I got some great rit- rituals there. But the most important thing I got about it is there was something, there was like, I, there's something in my heart and my soul um, that could really guide me if I was smart enough to listen to it. Yeah. Because it's a really quiet voice, you know, and if you're all kind of running around and crazy and frantic and, you know, in crisis management, which we all are, mm-hmm. you know, it's hard sometimes, but that's why you have to just pause a little bit. You well, know, so, that takes you back to that, that moment of taking your emotional temperature. Mm-hmm. You know, these two go hand in hand, take your temperature and then do something about it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about physical self-care. I mean, they're all important. Um, obviously you have to be physically steady in order to provide good care for another person. We've all heard the mantra, self-care is not selfish. And it might sound cliche and you kind of roll your eyes every time you hear it and even every time you say it, but it's the truth. It is absolutely the truth. It's not selfish and it's it's has to be a priority in your every day in order for you to be your best and give your best to the ones that you're caring for. Absolutely. And, you know, and, and, you know, and we say it so many times, but if you get sick, who's going to take care of them? Right. I mean, you know, if we're not paying, you know, if I always caregivers, you know, they say, you know, well, I don't have the time, you know, I don't have the time to do a Zumba Zumba class or, or do a little bit yoga or, you know, and I, and I say, you know, if, if something would happen to my mom or dad, and it Mm -hmm. always did, you know, and I, and so he would get a bruise, my dad, or something would happen. I would find the time to drop everything, call their doctor, go to the emergency room, whatever I had to do, whatever crisis I had, I always found the time. So why couldn't I find time for me? You know, you can find the time. And if you don't do it, you can get sick or exhausted or tired. Mm -hmm. You know, we're all going to get caregiver burnout. But do you want to hit the wall at 20 miles per hour or 150 miles per hour? Right. It's, you know, it's, it's up to us. So if we are as rested as we can be, if we're eating properly instead, you know, like, you know, I love my chocolate and my, my sweets, you know, but if I'm eating a balanced, healthy meal and treating myself, maybe with chocolate occasionally, if yeah. I'm trying to, you know, walk up the stairs or take a walk outside, just walking outside. My dad and I used to walk the hallway of his apartment building. Nice. 
You know, he would do it a couple, you know, it could be a mile, you know, if you walk back and forth and around enough, you know, finding that. And it was great. We would carry on and laugh together. You know, I would kind of do, uh, I would dance in the kitchen with my mom. She loved music up until the day she died, you know what I mean? And put on the blues or Dr. John and we would let, you know, we would dance around the kitchen. You know, they can do chair yoga with you. You know, you have, you have to nurture your body, you know, and um, it it really, stamina is really important. And the only way we're going to can, you know, have great stamina and resilience is if we're in great physical shape. Absolutely. You know. The worst thing to do is to find yourself in a position that you need a caregiver yourself, <laughs> you know, trying to care for this one. So let me bring this one in to care for me while I care for you. That ends up being quite a vicious cycle. And no, I, awesome. I love that you said, you know, we're all going to hit burnout. And we may as well just acknowledge that up front. Yeah. There are very yeah. few family caregivers who are not going to get there. And so acknowledge that. And what mm-hmm. is the plan for that? Well, the plan mm-hmm. for that is doing all of the things that we're talking about here, making sure mm-hmm. that you're caring for yourself. So when that hits, like you said, mm-hmm. you're, you're getting there kind of at a slow pace rather than just slamming into the wall. Exactly. Uh, right. Expect yeah. it and, and have your plan in place. And, you know, frankly, have other people as backups so that when you're getting close to that point that you can call in the reinforcements and take a time out and refresh yourself and get back to center again. And, um, don't come at me. I know it's not easy. I know not everybody has the support system needed Mm -hmm. to do that. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and I acknowledge that and I wish that there was something that I could do to change that for you. Um, yes, I, Yes. And I know that, and I know that that's a big issue because I talk to a lot of people who, who don't have a support system and I want to encourage them to not give up faith around that because, and be proactive about it because you deserve it. Yes. Even if you have a family of snarky people, (laughs) you know, who don't appreciate what you do due to their own issues. And, and usually it's because of guilt because they're, you know, they're not doing it and, and whatever you deserve to surround yourself with people that support you. And they, they're out there. You will find them. I believe that. And you deserve to look at them, look for them. And I, I, yeah, I don't want you to lose faith on it because I believe anytime I've been up against a wall like that, angel the angels helped me you know and something would happen and i i think that what happens is we feel defeated when we can't get our tribe or there's not a tribe around us and i we we can't be defeated we wouldn't we wouldn't let that happen to our loved ones we can't let it happen to us you know reach out to your church reach out to you know something like the alzheimer's foundation you know reach out to coaches you know like we're all there's a lot of us out there that that are wonderful you know, just keep reaching out and you will get an answer. I really believe that. Oh, I do too. And just community resources in general. As a caregiver, if you're not plugged in, and I know we've gotten a little bit off track, but but I w- I'll 
finish this thought because community resources are one of the most important things that you can plug into because that's where you're going to find, Hey, there's a day program over here. If I can scrape together the funds to get a day away, that will make my life different. Most hospice organizations, if your loved one is, is enrolled in hospice, most of the time they have respite programs that you can take advantage of at no cost to you. Um, daycare programs, a lot of assisted living communities will do temporary respite. So where there's a will, there's a way. A lot of church organizations have programs. And I know of some churches even that have respite for Bible studies. So you bring your loved one to church, they go sit in one room and enjoy an activity with peers of their own, mm -hmm. and you can go off and enjoy your Bible study and maybe even lunch mm -hmm. afterwards. So there are a lot mm -hmm. of different avenues to explore. And I would encourage you, even if you find something in your community and you say, well, I'm not a member there, or I don't have an affiliation with this organization, reach out anyway, because most of the mm -hmm. time they're willing to help. Yes. And I think that's a really important point. And, 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 and you're so great with resources. I mean, I know that's your forte. I mean, yeah, I just- thank you. You're just, uh, you know, and, and you save so you help so many people with your work. And I, I just, I just honor you so much for that. Thank you. Um, and it's, it, but, but, you know, and this is part of, you know, I just wrote a blog on vulnerability. You know, it's, it's, you know, we have to let people know we need help. Yeah. You know, I mean, the self-awareness and taking your emotional temperature and state, you know, listening to your heart being open and telling people, you know, like, I don't have this right now. Right. You know, I mean, like I had, you know, when I first started, I had to control everything. I had to be so perfect. You know, I was afraid. I didn't want to make mistakes. Mm -hmm. I didn't want, to, you know what I mean? I mean, it, it's this, we try so hard and, you know, I had to really learn that being vulnerable was brave Yes. and that it got me help. Yep. You know, when I made a phone call or when I reached out, or I said, you know what? I need help. I don't have this. I, you know, right. I need support. Being able to say that out loud was so hard for me, but I, pretty soon I learned it was such such a yeah. great thing for me to do because I was shocked and right? surprised it's empowering. who showed up for me. It's so empowering. Very empowering. And then once you get a little bit bold, then you're able to really reach out to your surroundings and find out that there were people all along that were willing to help. There's the neighbor who's making too much dinner and doesn't mind mm -hmm. bringing an extra plate over for your loved one mm -hmm. when they need mm -hmm. something. You know, it's, mm -hmm. it really is amazing what wonderful people are around us if we open ourselves up to it, but being vulnerable is hard. And this all really kind of ties into that last key area, which is practical self-care. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know, I mean, there are many things we can do for ourselves from time management to, um, you know, making sure that we have a grab bag by the front door when we have to go to ER, you know, I mean, there's, you know, so that we don't have to throw everything in it at once. It's sitting there waiting. Okay, let's go. You know, the practical side of it for me is basically communication, getting a tribe, getting your legal documents in order. Mm -hmm. and so the translation is anything that's going to make your life easier, do it, you right. know, in any way, shape or form that you can. And if you can't get somebody else to help you do it, you know, um, the bottom line for it is all of this is that if you, if we don't care for ourselves, we're not a hundred percent, we're not our best selves. 
-hmm. You know, we're better caregivers when we're balanced and prepared and serene. (laughs) You know, I mean, I used to get to be really snarky. I mean, because I was so tired. (laughs) No, not you. (laughs) Oh, oh my goodness. My mom taught me well, you know. So, you know, I had to really find out. I had to constantly ask myself, you know, how am I feeling emotionally, physically, and spiritually? And what do I need right now to feel better? Right. You know, and sometimes it was just a simple thing of, you know, let's do the meds now for two weeks. Right. So you don't have that every day, you know, and that's something that you learn and something that I share Mm -hmm. in the book because, you know, I found out like, yeah, make the meds up for two weeks. Right. (laughs) You know, so you're not struggling every night, you know, make sure that all your paperwork is in order so that you don't wake up at two o'clock in the morning, you know, and go, oh my gosh, what happens if, you know, what happens if anything you can do to get yourself out of the, what happens if right thing that we do, um, I applaud (laughs) and I encourage. Did you find lists or a whiteboard or a bulletin board of some kind? What, what helped you to stay the most organized? Well, you know, the one tool that worked a lot for us until my mom could no longer understand it, which is, which was a moment for me seeing her struggle with that was, you know, that big staples calendar, yes. you know, that you can put on the refrigerator, you know, that has about a yard where you can write in 14 right. things in big, bold letters, and mm-hmm. then you can scratch it through. And then that, you know, that kind of tool I found really helpful. Um, and yes, I'm a, I'm a list taker. I, I, I love writing things down, um, and, and checking them off. You know what I mean? Journaling, I think having a journal and, you know, get yourself, you know, one of those books we had in grammar school or Mm -hmm. middle school or whatever school it was, I'm dating myself, you know, and, (laughs) and, and write that stuff down, you know? Yes. I mean, lists were really important for me in different areas of my life. Yeah. It really helped me. Oh yeah. I'm a list taker. I, I, I love lists. I have notebooks all over the place. And I can't say that I'm as effective as at, at completing the lists as I am making them. But mm-hmm. at least things mm-hmm. don't fall through the cracks. I still know mm-hmm. they have to get done. It just might take me longer mm-hmm. to get there. <laughs> and yeah, you know, exactly. that's a part of it. You have to be yes. able to say, okay, I acknowledge that these things need to be done. I have that list sitting in front of me, but I also acknowledge that I'm one person and can only get so Mm -hmm. much done. Mm -hmm. And that's a part of self-care too, recognizing Mm -hmm. what your limitations are and honoring that in yourself. Mm -hmm. Well said. That's so important. Yes. Mm -hmm. The lists are not, you know, they're not something to beat yourself up up over. There are things to help you. And if you don't get it done, it goes to the next day, you know, I mean, right. That's the other thing we have to, all these tools, as, as, as long as a tool works for you, do it. If right. it starts to become something that makes you uncomfortable, stresses you out, chuck it. Yeah. Chuck it. Chuck people, chuck doctors, chuck lists, chuck yes. anything that does. Yes. Chuck yes. anything that doesn't work for you. You're entitled. You know what? And no one, no one's opinion matters, but what's in your heart, period. Right. You know, I mean, so you have, we have to, beating ourselves up, I think is one of the biggest challenges, you Mm -hmm. know, um, because for some reason, caregivers who are probably the most phenomenal people and most spectacular people, as my dad said, you're spectacular, spectacular people in the world 
you know, we beat ourselves up. Yeah, and that inner dialogue is another practical thing you got to get rid of. You know, the criticism, kill the judge. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody, I think society tells us or has told us all along that we need to be perfect and that, you know, um, if we're not measuring up to certain standards set by they, whoever they is, <laughs> mm -hmm. then mm -hmm. we're just not enough. And that's just not true. And not true. I, I think the more we get away from that, the better off we are. And paying attention to our mental health and paying attention to our physical health and our spiritual health and all of those things um, that will get you so much closer to where you want to be. And it will allow you empower you to be an even better caregiver than you already are. Absolutely. And yes, this perfectionism thing is just, you know, and I'm, I'm oh, still guilty yeah. of it, even though I've, yeah. you know, I've worked on it so much and it's such a shame, mm -hmm. you know, cause there's no perfect way to, to, to be a caregiver and there's, there's no, no perfect there's way not. to go through life, you know, like there's no growth in the happy place. I mean, you know, we, we're, we're here, I believe we're here to grow and, and learn and, yeah. And, you know, and spread it, you know, so and pay, pay it forward. And I mean, there's just no perfect way to do it. And, right. you know, and we, we do the best we can. We learn from our lessons and, you know, get through it the best way. You know, if we show up every day, that's another thing. I think showing up, right. you know, no one, no one acknowledges how important it is that they show up every day. Right. You know, like caregivers don't like wave a, a white flag ever. Do you know what I mean? I mean, you can't. <laughs> you, like, do you ever hear of a caregiver quitting saying, oh, I'm, I'm not going to do yeah. this this month? <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? I mean <laughs> we're continually showing up. And right. that's brilliant. You know, like so many people don't show up. Yep, you're right. Well, let's let's end on a happy note. Tell me yes. about one of the most fun caregiving moments that you ever had with your parents. Oh, you mean more um, funnier than dueling wheelchairs? I had them both in wheelchairs at one point. That, was, <laughs> that was, I mean, you know, yeah. oh my God! Anybody who's done it knows it's just like holy moly, you know. Yeah. Okay, so um, you know, I, I I I'm smiling at so many things because you know my mom was a real character, and and mm -hmm. and God bless her, and um. But the, the the more dementia, um, the more the more she did her dementia dance or the dance with dementia, um, and she was always outspoken. But I mean, the, as she did her dance with dementia, she got even more outspoken. Mm -hmm. So I think some of the funniest times were you know would be when and they love to go out. They always love to go out to dinner, you know. So um, up until almost the very end, we we went out to dinner a lot. But, you know, my mom would just be telling everybody, you know, the music was too loud. She didn't like the food. <laughs> um, you know, uh, that waiter should lose some weight. You know? oh, no. I mean, oh, yeah, it was hysterical. You know, and I, and I think, and we would all laugh. And the, I think the thing that was so wonderful, and I think these are another gifts of the caregiving, is that people were so kind, mm -hmm. you know, and they would laugh with us yeah. and they would be understanding you know, and I think that the kindness uh, and the humor um, that we found um, was extraordinary. We just have times where we just get so hysterical because it's just so difficult. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm yes, sure we you either laugh or moments. cry. <laughs> you either laugh or cry, you know, and I, right. I would, 
I would remember that there would be some times when I just, I just couldn't laugh, you know, and I knew I was in really serious trouble because I couldn't find my sense of humor. And, you know, it would dawn on me like, you know, oh, you're, you're not, nothing's funny to you, you know, and I like mm-hmm. to have fun. I like to laugh a lot. And it was those times when I just had to say to myself, you know, get your laugh, get, you know, get your LOL back, you yeah. know, like watch, you know, I mean, there's certain videos that I, you know, Sophie rolls down the, Sophie rolls down the hill or certain cat videos or, you know, right. I mean, goofy, silly stuff. Um, I would make sure that I watched so I could, so I could laugh, you know, and, and then anytime I could laugh with my parents, I would take advantage of that because it Aww. was just, it was, you know, so sweet. That is a sweet moment every single time. Mm. Well, hey, tell me about your book. Let us know Yay! all the good details. Thank you so very much. As I said, I have a copy of it here. It's, you know, it's so amazing to have something that's in your head, like be in your hands, you know what yes. I mean? It's like so amazing. Um, and this is Adam's Media, a division of Simon & Schuster, and they did a really beautiful job. You wow. know, it's like really kind of easy to read. You can sure. pick it up and start anywhere. Um, and I'm really, really proud of it. It was a joy to write. You know, you revisit a lot of stuff when right. you, you know, and when you put something down on paper. Um, and I wanted to really serve caregivers well. So I really, you know, dug around in my own life. And so I'm I'm really proud of it. So thank you so much for asking me about it. Oh, you're so welcome. And I'd encourage everybody to get your copy. By the time you hear this, it will be ready to go and you'll be able to order your copy. Um, I I can't say enough about Suzanne and Mm -hmm. all that she has to Mm -hmm. offer caregivers and her life experience will be your joy and your education. Mm -hmm. So definitely Mm -hmm. plug into that. And plug into her on social media. She's got some great stuff out there. So you are on Instagram and Facebook and where else? And am I missing anything else? Well, I, my, one of my favorite fun things to do is I do a weapon of the day every mm-hmm. day on Twitter. That's right, Twitter. Yeah, on Twitter. So I tweet a weapon every day and it's usually what I'm going through that morning. Yeah. <laughs> it's usually something I need to hear. Uh, That's a great know, way I mean. to do it. <laughs> <laughs> it. It is, you know, a lot of people really, I know you're really good. Like, you know, people do stuff ahead of time, but I'm like, sort of like, okay, what well, you know, uh, I think Mondays is going to be, um, cause, and this is lovely. It's very true for you and me is, is that, um, you can have a, you can struggle in the morning, but you can still have a really good afternoon. A hundred percent you know, keep the faith, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's little weapons like that um, every day. So I, I love that. And I, and I hope it helps people. I love your weapons. I think they're fantastic. So Thank I will you. put a link to all of her social accounts um, in the show notes, the blog post, whatever description, wherever you're listening, look in the description below and you're going to find that there. We'll make sure that you can connect with Suzanne. Well, before we leave, do you have one little piece of sage advice you'd like to leave our listeners with? I do actually, because this is what, when I walked into my caregiving journey, I thought I could do it alone. I thought I could do it all at once. And I thought I could do it perfectly. So I'm here to tell you, none of that is true. (laughs) (laughs) You can't do it alone. You most certainly can't do it all at once. You gotta pace yourself and you can't do it perfectly. Not, none of us can, you know, we, uh, so I'm blessed to do as much of it as I can imperfectly and learn along the way. Well, isn't that how we should do life? Yeah. In general, caregiving, life in general. I love that. Thank you, Suzanne. And thank you so much for joining me again. 
Thank you, Liz. It's so great. Thanks so much. Of course, it's my pleasure. And thank all of you for tuning in and listening. I hope that we are delivering value in the Sage Aging podcast, and I hope that you're getting what you need out of it. Um, absolutely be sure to subscribe down below. Find us on social media. You can also find us at eldercareguide.com. There we've got lots of caregiving information for you and lots of tools to make your experience better. So thanks again for listening. We'll talk real soon. Thank you.